You're listening to Discovering Multifamily, where we discuss all educational topics in commercial real estate with an emphasis on multifamily apartment investing via syndication. And now your hosts, former NFL fullback Brian Leonard and Anthony Scandariato. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Discovering Multifamily Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Scandariato with Red Knight Properties. And today we have a very special guest here with us. I actually know him for a long time. He's up in my neck of the woods in the New York City area, Dorian Lamb. And he is the principal of Cornerstone Land Abstract. He's been in real estate for a couple decades, actually, and uh, has seen multiple cycles and a little... Um, a topic that has been kind of overlooked on a lot of other podcasts that I've listened to, um, you know, has been due diligence. And obviously when you put a property under contract, you're trying to figure out as much as you can, you know, from the physical inspection to environmental, and then obviously title comes along in the picture, but Dorian seems to think that, uh, you know, researching title and he has, a lot of experience, especially in large gateway cities um, like Manhattan, when there's you know ground leases involved and other complicated structures to really try to figure out before you even put a deal under contract, because uh, some of the liens and um, issues that could go on could really blow up your deal. Um, so I want to speak about when we should bring title into the picture um, when we're looking at acquisitions and really on Dorian's experience too. He's you know, pretty involved in some of the uh, New York City commercial real estate organizations too. So really excited to have you on, Dorian. Thank you, Anthony, for having me. And, and thank you for having me on your show. I, I look forward to this. Excellent. So can you talk to us about high level? Um, why is title insurance important for any transaction? Um, and obviously, there's two different types. There's owner's title and lender's title. So uh, can you talk to us about that? I see a lot of owners not even getting owner's title policy? Like, right. is that a mistake? Um, and yeah, let's talk about just the due diligence. Yeah, so um, I'll start really high level with what title insurance is, and then we'll dig one level down deeper as far as uh, you know how it really applies uh, in the commercial world, uh, what's important about it, and then I'll answer your question with regards to is not getting an owner's policy a mistake. Title insurance for the audience out there is, uh, in essence, um, making sure that whoever is selling the property to you actually owns it. It sounds a bit off, but um, you know there are a lot of times, especially with commercial assets, that there is partnerships involved, and you really have to just make sure that um, the partnership involved as it is, is the sole owner of the property that's free and clear of any sort of title defects. Um, you know, the common example that we always give in the residential world is, you know, in the cases of divorces, uh, marital divorces, where um, one party separates from the other, and you have to make sure that uh, you're buying it from both parties and not just one. The same would apply in the commercial world, where um, as you get into partnerships, there are situations in which there's partnership divorces or levels that are similar to divorces in the commercial marketplace. Um, and you gotta make sure that the uh, operating agreement is in check and that everybody um, that needs to sign when a transaction is uh, closed uh, is there um, to make sure that you and your investor base as the new owner doesn't have any surprises where a few months down the line, you know, somebody's making a claim to your property saying that they in fact own a percentage of what you just bought. 
So in that case, you would want title insurance because title insurance would come to your defense and, and title insurance um, would pay for any sort of litigation that's involved with that. As far as your owner's policy question, um, look, it, it, it goes without saying that uh, as an owner of a title insurance company, I'm obviously going to say that, you know, you should always get uh, an owner's title policy. Um, but there are, you know, situations in which you don't have to, um, uh, especially when you are transferring uh, properties to, uh, if you're just changing a partnership entity that you're transferring into a new partnership entity and there's no consideration. But in general, um, especially for a commercial asset in a world where, there's a number of a variety of different liens and violations or you know, arrears that you can have on a property um, that you would 100% uh, want an owner's policy so that uh, you know you're covered um, to the fullest extent that you can. Look, at the end of the day, you know, a component of being an investor and an operator in the commercial real estate marketplace is, is mitigating risk to uh, a level that, um, is that fits your strategy, but if you you know had a choice to mitigate it to the lowest level that you possibly could get it, and, and getting title insurance, whether it be an owner's policy or a lender's policy, is part of that. Um, the last point on this I would give is that I liken it to you know wearing a seatbelt in a car. It's right there. It doesn't take much effort. It doesn't really cost that much. You know, just put the seatbelt on. You never know. Sure. And just a follow-up question to that, um, in terms of when you're doing searches and you're looking for liens, you're looking for ownership interests. Uh, when you know you're, you know, a buyer's under contract with the seller to acquire the property, um, you know, <clears throat> sometimes, and I've actually experienced this, um, title companies, it, it, you really got to find someone you trust, someone who's got a good reputation, maybe has the underwriting in-house as well. Um, because sometimes the liens don't get picked up um, and then you find out after. And then when you go to sell your property, you're like, wait a minute, there's a recorded lien on this asset. I had no idea. And now I have to discharge it in order to sell. And it's going to cost X amount of dollars. Who is really responsible for that situation beforehand? I'm assuming, especially if you purchased a title you know, policy from um, the previous company. Uh, so, that was one experience I came across. Um, I, I kind of want to talk about, you mentioned title insurance, just high level would cover for litigation. How does that process even, I, I'm sure you've been through it. So can you yeah. maybe explain that to our audience? Yeah, look, I mean, here's the catch about title insurance as well. Um, you know, there's this notion in our industry that title insurance is not needed. And I often, you know, get told, you know, why do, why do I need title insurance? Because there's never a claim. And, you know, as an insurance company, you never want to claim, but one thing that does differentiate title insurance from all other types of insurance out there is that title insurance is insuring the past, right? We're going back through records uh, that are public record and we're pulling out all the research. And for the most part, we can put together 95 to 99% of the picture and hopefully in most cases, hundred, depending on the type. But we know the facts that we're working with. And then there's this small little gap of time that can transpire between the time we close and, and the time you actually get the keys where there's, there's a bit of an opening where there could be surprises. But in general, before I get to that point, we already know the facts that we're ensuring and what happened. All other insurance is attempting to predict the future, which is why claim rates are much, much, much higher. So for an industry as a whole, 
um, you're looking at you know claim rates of five percent and less in our mm. industry. And so we a lot of the time get asked. There's very little chance. I have a five percent chance at most of a claim. But what they don't realize is you know, and I'm not trying to be funny here. It's look, and you picked up on some of these things as far as when you ask the question, you know, with the level of research, the level of underwriting, the level of counsels you have in house that. If you want to claim, you could use a really bad title company and, you know, you can open yourself to more claims, but that's, that's obviously, you know, you're never going to do that. Right. And it's, it is important to have a title relationship, a title contact, know what it is, have someone on your side. Title insurance should be on your team as well. Normally people think of capital markets, investment sales, an attorney, right? Title insurance rep can be part of that as well. It can be part of that ecosystem because we get involved or we're pulled in anyway when you sign a contract and we have to do the due diligence on title. Um, and, you know, that is, think about how much time goes into when you first sought out a piece of property, did your initial due diligence when it's a contract, it could be months. So think about that. Your title insurance in general is coming in months um, you know, after you've been working on a deal. Uh, we and our team, we built this so that we can get involved much earlier. Uh, we want to be involved with your title due diligence. We created something called the Cornerstone Report, which is a light title insurance report based on the things that are most important to you. And I'll get to that in a second. But we're trying to put ourselves up a lot earlier because I'm not going to pretend I'm a genius. This is because of, like you said, Anthony, being at the closing table for you know almost two decades and seeing deals fall apart for the most mundane reasons things that you should know a lot earlier than, you know, sitting at a closing table or maybe not sitting at a closing table, but a day before trying to set up for a closing that now you're being told that there's certain elements like defects or water bills or property history taxes mm -hmm. that, you know, weren't paid that said they were paid. Um, a lot of these things are coming out. Um, we felt very late. So we created something called the cornerstone report. Um, we, uh, we, we were part of due diligence up front. We are part of the discussions to get around any of these you know, title defects. And then it's a much smoother um, closing, but you're right. Um, as a title insurance company, the research is extremely important. You have to have very experienced individuals. Um, most of our guys have been on the research side in this for over 50 years. Um, I mentioned council. We have five council in-house in a 25-man shop. So, mm -hmm. you know, practically a quarter of our shop is attorneys. So, you know, that is all important to us because another thing that you may have felt, Anthony, is that because we come in as a title company so late into the process that a lot of times we're, point, we're pointed to as the reason why a deal is not moving forward. Somebody would say, well, this come up, came up in title. You got to fix it. You can't. You can't close on your transaction. Um, we naturally don't like being, you know, the person pointed at. So we're only as good as our ability to help you get around problems. So we have five counsel in house and we have guys with 50 plus years of experience in reading through all the stuff that happens in the city, because we want to be able to say, all right, I saw that in the seventies, don't worry about it, or mm -hmm. you should worry about it, but these are three ways around it. So we should really be, you know, incorporated earlier on and being part of the team. Um, because it'll make your lives a lot easier and a lot smoother. Understood. And I was going to ask you a follow-up question as for my active investors who are listening or sponsors, you know, like myself and my companies, you know, there's a lot of podcasts out there for limited partners. Okay. How do you vet the general partner? How do we vet the deals? Okay. For the sponsors, how do we vet the title company? How do we make sure they're on our side? And you yeah. hit 
the nail on the head with in-house counsel experience. Anything else more to add to that? Um, I mean, look, it's, it's a, naturally uh, an insurance company is only as good as how long it's been around, right? So you want to know that that guys have been around for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you want to know about their ability to close the deal. Are they the type of comp- title company that's going to be active with presenting solutions to you? Or are they going to be the type of title company that acts as a stop sign and says, all right, you need to stop. Here are the five things you need to get to me. Um, get them to me. And until you get them to me, you can't close. Um, that's not the type of um, title company that uh, you would want to be aligned with because mm-hmm. they're not really trying to make your lives easier. So there are differences. Um, and then you also want to know the capability as far as now I'm an agent, which means I could write through uh, a number of different underwriters. Um, and that can be key, especially in the range of deals that you're looking at, you know, between the five and 50 million, uh, where there can be more hair on deals than others, right? You want somebody who can go to the underwriters and build a compelling case about your situation and have them give you the coverage that you want. If you deal with and only with the underwriter, if they tell you no, that's your only option, or you got to pick up the phone and call another underwriter and build a whole relationship with them and see if you can convince them that your situation should be looked at differently than how one of the bigger companies did. Um, the analogy that always sticks here is that, you know, many people are familiar with capital markets or intermediaries where you go to a broker to help you figure out the best deal from the perspective of a lender because they understand you, they understand how you execute and they understand how to present you to the lender to get you the best terms possible. We're the same way with title. We understand your situation. We understand the issues that you may be having. And then we could present that to different underwriters in a way that is favorable to you. Excellent. I wanted to ask you, um, I mean, you had a couple of decades of experience, any crazy transaction, like what was the craziest transaction you've had to work on? Yeah. um, And there's a lot and different (laughs) kind of categories, but, you know, in, in, you know, preparing for your show and who you represent, who this podcast is really targeted towards um, there is one that would be of particular interest to you, which is there was a, t- a $10 million multifamily deal in Brooklyn. And, you know, contract gets signed. We're not involved. Um, we are getting towards the closing. And, you know, all the, a lot of the data points that I'm going to reference are available online. You know, things like liens or um, property taxes. But one of them that at least I have not seen um, readily available, or at least that people know is available is water bills, right? So now out comes a water bill for this property um, that's a million dollars. So it's a million dollar water bill. Think about that, right? That's 10% of the deal, right? And no one's underwriting with a million dollar water bill that you know, they could potentially assume. So that, that throws things awry. And this is something, honestly, that could have been found very easily, step one, after looking at the site and saying, this is a site that I like. Let's run all the bills. Let's do some you know, quick research um, as far as what potentially we have as an issue. Um, so out came a, a, a million dollar water bill and the seller you know, had to figure out what's going on because they were taken by surprise. They didn't feel that you know, they were behind in water bills by a million dollars. They didn't think their consumption was even that high. So it required an investigation. And 
you know, regardless of the results of the investigation, it turned out that there was a leak, um, that, that there was a couple of other properties tied into that waterline. Um, wow. So it, it was, you know, it, 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 the point is, is that it required time to fix. And when mm -hmm. you're looking to close in two days, you're obviously not going to close in two days mm -hmm. with that you know, type of impediment in the way. So you have all these things lined up between your investors, your debt, your, um, however you've structured the deal and you're ready, you're gearing up to close and, you know, now you got to wait months um, before anything happens. So, um, you know, that, that's, that's one that sticks out to me because again, you know, it doesn't sound like much for some of their very large buildings in New York, but a million dollars on a $10 million building, even those numbers are big, it's still 10%. Um, so you have to, as a buyer, also consider, wait a minute, I want to know why it's this high also, because of course, is there something about the consumption of this building that I don't know about? So um, that's one. Um, we are also, you know, Cornerstone here and my team, we're, we're known as a developer's title company. So we, we are engaged a lot by developers. And the number one thing that comes up, and we've seen deals go south on this as well, is when you do your research on covenants and restrictions or any easements that can affect the developer, you really got to go all the way back. I'm talking pre-1900s. And you got to get guys that really understand the re restrictions that can come about from deeds that come you know, from 1890. First off, you got to have somebody who's going to read it, right? Because these are all handwritten documents. Um, and then second, you got to have somebody that has the experience to explain that, all right, on this piece of property, you can only build per this deed um, religious facility or community facility. Um, or you're going to come up with easements that say, well, you know, light and air um, for this building is, is, is secured um, in perpetuity. So these are the things that you don't want to get tripped up around because developers can go in with a certain plan, say build uh, a 10 story building, and then realize when they get through the title uh, report process that there's a light and air restriction that says you can't build past six. So, you know, those are the type of deals or those are the type of situations that can push a deal um, completely awry. That one didn't close. Um, and, you know, for me, obviously no one likes it when a deal doesn't close. In fact, one of our taglines is what good is a deal if it doesn't close? Um, mm -hmm. But in that situation, there was nothing that could be done. And we felt that entire headache could have been saved if they ran that report or engaged with somebody who could be advisory to them from the title perspective um, in step two, as opposed to step 10. Excellent. No, that makes a lot of sense. And Dorian, you mentioned, you know, you're in, you do a lot of deals in Manhattan and the outer boroughs. Are you able to underwrite in all 50 states or how does that, how does that work? Yeah. So, you know, our strategy uh, at one point was to open up in other states, but right now, especially with the pandemic and, you know, with how we wanted to really build our company. Um, the company, I will say, has been around for 14 years. And, you know, sometimes to me, it sounds like it's a lot, but at the same time, it's not. I feel like we're really um, finding where our skill set is. And, and we really specialize in New York, New Jersey. Um, that's where, um, where we're putting our resources. And that's, that's, we want to be known as the best in New York and, and New Jersey. Um, so it is not 50 states that we include this level of advisory, because as you know, every state's different, the rules are different. Um, you know, we, we are getting involved in situations where it's 
will this fire escape really impede my FAR in a, in a, you know, in a development site in Manhattan? Um, you know, I'm not going to pretend to use all our resources to try to figure that out in Oklahoma as opposed to, to mm -hmm. here. So, um, you know, our niche, our power niche is New York City. Our, you know, our goal is to be the best here. I really like that answer because I've had other experiences with uh, title companies where, oh yeah, we'll write in Florida and they're based in yeah. New York and they've only done a couple of transactions there and the deal's hairy and you have a lot of, right. you know, uh, tug of war with, with, you know, to get to the closing table. So I really like that answer uh, with, with your niche and, you know, you focus on what you're good at and what you know, and you've got to be 100%. the best at it. So I really like that. Yeah. Um, Excellent, Dorian. So as we wind down the show, how can my audience reach out to you and find you and learn more about you? Yeah, so I have a, I have a white paper coming out called Defending the Deal. A lot of what we do is defending deals, is to make sure that you know, we understand what you want to accomplish and that we can help you from a title perspective. And not just from that, um, there's you know, advisory that we offer as well, not formally, but just naturally from being involved in real estate for so long and knowing all the players um, that we can help from a value add perspective. But I have a white paper coming out. Um, I'll have my team share that with you. Um, they can always find me at cornerstonelandabstract.com. Um, I also have my own website, dorianlam.com. And um, no, that's, that's, that's really it. That's a lot. Yeah, I'll look forward to reading that white paper. And if you liked what you heard and or saw today, please give us a rating and review on iTunes. It'll help Dorian and my message get out to a greater audience and would really appreciate uh, if you left a review. So I will have a link to Dorian's social, you know, website and his other uh, platforms in our social media description and also on iTunes as well. So definitely feel free to reach out to Dorian for any of your title or real estate needs. So really appreciate you coming on, Dorian, and hope to see you around. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you for having me again. Thank you.